Hello, and welcome to the High Performing Director Podcast, a podcast with the purpose of enriching our personal and professional lives, both in and outside of the music education environment. My name is Chris Griffoff, a band director from Carmel, Indiana, and I want to help you take control, manage your time, grow your confidence, and take your program to the next level. Join me on this journey to becoming a high performing director. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the High Performing Director Podcast. I'm excited to begin this adventure with you, and in this episode, I want to introduce myself, talk about the purpose of this podcast, and get things started with a brief discussion about the CEO mentality, how this mentality has helped me and can hopefully help you as well. My name is Chris Griffin. I'm the creator and host of the High Performing Director Podcast, and I'm a band director in Carmel, Indiana, with 15 years of a variety of different teaching experiences. Please check out the High Performing Director website at www dot thehighperformingdirector.com if you're interested in learning more. But let's talk about this podcast. This podcast is for you, the music educator, both in-service and pre-service, with a purpose to enrich our personal and professional lives, both within and outside of the music education environment. I am on many music educator-based forums, and I see the repeated posts about teacher burnout. I have seen some of my colleagues, some of the best people I know, start to suffer from depression related to our profession. And this is why this podcast was developed. Almost all of our professional development is focused on helping us be better teachers for our students, where the goal of this podcast is to focus on helping us be the best us we can be. This podcast is here to help you manage the craziness that is our profession. And I want to help you find your happiness within this profession, help you define what success means to you, help you manage those difficult times, and to realize, most importantly, that you're not alone in the way you feel when you are just burnt out. I want to help you manage your time and help you remember that you have to take care of yourself first so you can be the best teacher your students deserve. Your students need the best version of you. It is my promise to interview guests that are experts in their field, both within and outside the music education environment, to help you run your program with confidence while making you more confident in yourself and the decisions you make. Future episodes will focus on teacher well-being, tips on talking with your administration, investing in yourself, mentorship, which is going to be a big topic on this podcast, as I believe true mentorship is lacking in our profession, but is desperately needed. And we'll talk about the impossible task of balancing everything we are asked to do in music education as well as in our lives. We'll even try to help you understand your personal financials. Are you setting yourself up for retirement correctly? And what do all of those funds that are taking out of your paycheck actually doing? And is it enough to get you through your retirement? And these are just a few topics that we will be covered on this podcast. I'm also excited to interview teachers just like you and me that have stories to tell, stories that may not be so different than yours, stories of times where these teachers felt defeated but fought their way through and are stronger and better humans for it. Now, I'm a music educator just like you, and I don't have all of the answers to all of our issues. I promise to bring you the people that do. I hope you're excited to learn just as I am. As I move through my own path towards becoming a high-performing director, I also share with you ideas that I found helpful on my own personal journey. These are just ideas that have helped me in my own career become more confident, and some may help and some may not. Our job is challenging. Let's face it. We love our jobs as music educators, but man, can it be really stressful? So stressful that we even begin to question our abilities, our purpose, and second-guess our decision to become music educators. It is more likely than not that A, you know somebody that has left the music education profession, and B, you've probably thought about it once or twice yourself. And I'll be honest with you, there was a brief time early in my career where I was seriously considering leaving the profession 
and going back to school to take on another creative endeavor. I decided not to, and I'm glad that I stayed in this profession as I do truly believe that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I know that I am fortunate to have the job that I have in a community and a school system that supports music education. And I didn't always have that job, and to be honest, this job can be just as stressful as those previous jobs that I've had, mainly because most schools carry many of the same issues, while on top of having their own issues as well. We are running a company within a company. We are always fighting for what is best for our programs as we should be. And we do learn early on in college that we are just going to be that much busier than most other academic fields. Do you remember your time in college? Your friends are going out for a fun college evening, and you are too, but instead of going to a fun place, you're going to the practice room to get your late night practice session in to practice your music for your concert and your lesson tomorrow. But before you could do that, you had to do your ear training homework and finish your music theory and math homework. Then I mentioned that this was just your first semester of your freshman year. And it just seems tied into our profession. We are always just going to be busy. Imagine if we teachers only had to worry about teaching our students. We're musicians, we are teachers, we are music educators. Is there another school subject that has to become a professional in their specific subject area before they're allowed to teach or get licensed for their subject? I think we all know what we are getting into when we decide to become music educators. We know we're going to be busy, but we come into this profession wanting to pass on our passion for music, but end up spending our time having to cover a study hall, doing lunch duty, covering a class we're not even sure we're licensed to teach, educating our administration on what it is exactly that we do, fighting to get students to join our program, then fighting even harder to keep our students in our programs, and then taking a breath every time the phone rings during a class, asking for a student to come down and do remediation or test prep, even though the next period is a study hall where the students could be pulled from. But no, the student needs that time to study. So of course, they need to be pulled out of their not-at-all-important music class. To sum it up, yes, it's stressful, and year after year of this, it's no wonder we feel beat down and think about how a 9-to-5 job could be that much more appealing. Our stamina becomes less and less each year, our confidence diminishes, and the summer can't get here fast enough. But don't forget, you really don't have a summer as a music educator because of all of your summer camps. So what can we do? How can we change our outlook, and how can we keep teachers in our profession? This may sound cliche, but it really does start with you. You have to take care of yourself and you have to realize that you're not the only one that feels this way. A high-performing director is not a director that just has a top performing group, but a director that is happy, confident, loves their job, has balance in their life, is fulfilled in their job, and their program is successful accomplishing whatever the goals the director may have. We are all music educators, but we are all different and that is okay. Nobody can tell you that your vision of your program is wrong. And this leads us to the first idea or concept that I want to share with you that is very fitting, actually, for the introduction to this podcast, as this concept actually gave me the confidence to start it. In January of 2019, I started to develop the concept of the podcast and pitched the idea to a major instrumental music company in hopes that they would sponsor me. They asked me to write an official proposal, and they loved it. We started to move forward, but due to some changes within the company, the podcast had to be postponed, and I'm actually glad that it did. My wife is a very successful hairdresser, and around the same time I was in talks with this company, I was also listening to other podcasts for research. She shared with me a hairdressing podcast that was talking about having the mentality of running your life or doing your job like a CEO would run their business. Now, the term CEO stands for Chief Executive Officer, which is typically the title given to the person in charge of a company. In the hairdressing world, typically you work behind the chair and are basically in control of how successful you are 
And by changing your mentality and thinking more like a CEO, you can actually make more money. One of the main points the host was trying to make is that we so often make excuses about why we can't be the person we want to be and have the things that we want to have. This is also known as the victim mentality, where we just wait and wait for something to change so we can get that which we need, which never happens because we're waiting for someone else to make the change for us, instead of just being the person we are wanting to be and taking the necessary action to do what is necessary to get what we want. If I only had this, then I would be able to do that. Now, this obviously struck a chord with me, the music educator. I mean, who hasn't made excuses for the reasons why we aren't the person we want to be or don't have something or can't do something in our programs because of something else? For example, if I only had the ability to put my students in the classes I want them in, if our principal only understood what I was trying to do, if I only had any sort of financial support, I'd be able to. If I didn't have a block schedule in our middle school classes, my students could. If I only had more time, I could. If I had a better relationship with my colleagues, I could. If my students practice more. And the host challenged the listeners to be the CEO of your business. And if you think about it, running a music program is not that much different than running a business. This is a parallel that we are going to explore in future episodes of this podcast to see how common business practices may relate to us and help us run our programs. You'd be surprised how inspired I've become just by listening to a podcast for hairdressers. And think about your different performing ensembles. Each of your performing groups have different goals, are at different levels, and require different lesson plans. However, each are also expected to perform in public. Look at it this way. One of your ensembles is Coca-Cola. Another is Diet Coke, another Sprite, and if you have another, Coke Zero. Each have to be developed and marketed in their own separate way, and you are the CEO of them all. You are the one that was hired to manage and develop each of these brands. You are the expert, and you are the one that knows how to do this best. You are the CEO or the CED, Chief Executive Director, my own take on the word of CEO, of your program. So what does the CEO do? They make the decisions to best run their company. They lead their company forward with the goal of making money for everyone. Sometimes the decisions made are the right ones and sometimes they are not. Either way, they make their decisions with 100% confidence. Have you ever heard of a CEO running a company with the victim mentality? Now you could be saying, Chris, I'm in charge of my program. I don't really know what you mean. Obviously I'm in charge and I understand that. But are you approaching your program with the confidence a CEO would approach running their business, or are you running your program with the victim mentality? Are you waiting for things to change? Are you acting in the way a CEO would act in your life and running your program? For example, think about those things that you don't have currently in your program, but you want. And why don't you have them? What would a CEO do to get those things to happen in their business if they knew it would help them make more money? How much confidence would a CEO have when meeting with their company's board? They have to approach it with confidence. How confident do you feel when you are speaking with your administration? In our school, we have an amazingly supportive administration, and I still get nervous when we talk to them. It's natural to do so. Being a CEO is more than just trying to get the things you want for your program, as we are always fighting for something. Being a CEO of your program is a mindset. It is confidence. It is an approach. Being a CEO is a direction and an attitude. We are always going to be hit with challenges in our job. That is never going to change. What can change is our approach, our mentality, and our outlook. What would the CEO of a major company do? The word CEO has become my mantra. Whenever I get ready to do something that I'm nervous about, including recording this podcast, 
presenting a speech or a session, running an important rehearsal, having a meeting with a parent or meeting administration when I'm asking for something for my program, I write the word CEO on the top of my notes, my music, or my speech. For when I see these words, I immediately gain confidence and relax because it reminds me that I am the expert and I know what I'm doing and what I want. Most of all, it reminds me that I can do this because a CEO does the things that are necessary to carry their company to success, and they are there because they are the right person to do so. I also use my CEO mantra when I'm speaking with colleagues and my students. Am I presenting myself in a way that projects the CEO confidence by both being confident myself in these interactions and also by stating my ideas and thoughts clearly? This mantra gave me the confidence to stop talking with this particular company and start my own business and produce my own podcast, which is something I never thought I would ever do. What did the word CEO mean to you? Maybe there's another word that works best for you that gives you the confidence and strength to do what is necessary and be who is necessary for yourself and your program. Remember, CEO is a mindset and can be whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're by yourself or maybe you have a team of people that you work with. Maybe you are the only one that is totally in charge or maybe you work with somebody else that is the lead director. If you are not the one that is in charge, it does not mean that you cannot still approach your job with the mindset of a CEO. You have ideas, you have solutions. Be confident in your abilities, especially if you believe with all of your being that what you are doing is good. I challenge you to make CEO your word and make this your word for a couple of months. If not CEO or CED, find a word that gives you the confidence to be the person you are meant to be, to get the things that you want to have. And the challenging part of the CEO mentality is that I am asking you to be the person that you want to be without having the things that you have always believed you needed to be that person you have always wanted to be. Stop waiting, take control, and be that person. The best, most confident you is begging for you to take that step. Don't wait. Be that person now, and I promise the things that you want will come to you more quickly than you can ever imagine. Having the CEO mindset is the first step towards becoming a high-performing director. Feel free to comment on this podcast and share how the CEO mentality has helped you. Be sure to follow the high-performing director on both Facebook and Instagram. Continue your journey on the next episode where I interview my first guest, Dr. Krista Keeble, Associate Professor of Music Education at the University of Central Arkansas. I look forward to sharing our discussion about her research on health and wellness for music educators, which includes some great ideas on how you can help yourself ease the stress of our profession. In the meantime, don't wait. Be the person you are meant to be. Thanks for listening to this episode of the High Performing Director Podcast. Thank you.